All right, everybody, it is 9 o'clock. Let's get right into it. We do this show every Monday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Twitter Spaces. I'm Alan Gay, and this is Now D1 Speaks. Hey, we got a special night tonight. We've got David Johnson joining us. He is a committed prospect. He is going to Voorhees University in Denmark, South Carolina. So a little bit different format. Hey, uh, David, are you with us? Yes, sir. I'm right here. Hey, man, really looking forward to tonight. So happy to talk with you. Hey, why don't you kind of kick it off, maybe introduce yourself, including, you know, where'd you go to high school? And then and then what came after high school? And uh, maybe kind of give us a little bit of feel for your GPA. And really, how'd you get into baseball? Okay, so first we can start off with high school. Um, I grew up in San Antonio, so my freshman year, I went to Harlan High School. Uh, sophomore year, I moved to Austin. Austin, Texas, and I went to Aikens High School for my sophomore and junior year during the COVID season. And then for my senior year, um, I went to Austin-Westlake, and I graduated from there. After that, I attended the Combine Academy post-grad program, and then um, I had a 3.7 GPA out of high school, so pretty good. I can get into you know most colleges with that. And then um, just getting into baseball, man, I've always been into sports, so... Um, I told my dad when I was pretty young that I wanted to play for the Yankees. And ever since then, that's been my, my dream, my goal, just to play professional baseball. Man, thank you so much for that run through. A lot of questions just kind of popped in my head. I, I, and we'll, maybe we'll kind of work backwards. Why the Yankees? You're a Texas kid. What was it about the Yankees that kind of brought drew you in? Uh, well, first, visually, uh, I like the pinstripes, right? The navy blue on white. I just, I really like it. And um, Derek Jeter, right, He's he was one of my favorite players at the time because I wanted to play shortstop. Um, and that's what I did until this year where I converted to um, a PO, a pitcher. But for the longest, man, I just really wanted to be uh, the Yankee shortstop, just like Derek was. Man, I love that. Derek Jeter, definitely a guy to look up to. Hey, and I can relate to that. You know, a lot of times I bring up my son, anybody that listens to this uh, this show and this podcast, they've heard me talk about my son from time to time. And I can remember the very first uh, little league team that he played for was the Yankees. And guess what? He was number two. I thought that was mm-hmm. kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. hey, the second thing I want to ask you about, so three different high schools, what kind of yeah. led to that transition? Um. So my freshman year, uh, well, all high school, I was a four-year varsity player. Um, my freshman year, you know, I was at a, a new school, a brand-new school. It just opened. And, um, you know, I talked to my dad after the season, and we both came to the conclusion that, you know, we need to go somewhere better, right? Because me being – and I say this humbly, but me being the best player on my team is not the best for my development. So we left there. We moved to Austin because growing up, we played a lot of um, like travel ball in Austin area. So we were pretty familiar with the competition there. So we moved to Austin. I went to uh, Aikens High School my sophomore and junior year. And I just did the same thing I did my freshman year. I was, you know, underclassman on varsity, um, starting pitcher, backup shortstop because we had a senior there. And then um, the COVID season hit. And I just kind of, you know, took a break from baseball, got to be a kid for a little bit. And then um, 
my junior year, we played a few games. I had a, a really good season on the mound, which kind of got me thinking maybe I should head more in the pitching direction instead of, you know, the hitting direction. So um, I ended up playing Austin-Westlake a few times, the school I eventually moved to. And I was just like, man, these guys can play. I want to be on that time and that dugout. So uh, we made the executive decision to move. If you can't beat them, join them kind of thing. So when we got to Westlake, it was just a total culture shock, like completely different from anything I've ever been around. Um, and it was just a really good experience for me to be around a different environment with different players, different coaching styles, and different competition, higher, better competition. Hey, okay, I can appreciate that. Really love that run through. I mean, kind of each step in your progression, <clears throat> the competition level got a little better. The roster got a little a little better. Probably started kind of simulating a lot more what a college environment is going to look like. So pretty strategic moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, because it, it doesn't help being, you know, the best on the field, the smartest in the room, because what is there to learn? What's to get better and improve? Absolutely. No question about that. So you graduate with a 3.7, outstanding GPA. Hey, what led you to Combine Academy? So after I graduated, right, I was just going to go to – um, I was just going to go to college, right, University of Oklahoma, because I was accepted there, and I was just going to go try and walk on. Um, and then my dad gets a DM from one of the coaches on Twitter from Combine Academy saying, hey, why don't you guys come over here? I see that David's uncommitted. Um, you know, this could be a really good spot for him to get some exposure and maybe a different opportunity at a different school. So we did some thinking, and I was like, you know what, let's do it, right? Like, I have... I'm just going to go try to walk on at a school over here. Um, Let's see if I can get a school that would want me to play for their team instead of trying to walk onto the team. So that's kind of why I came to Combine, to see if I can get a better opportunity. Okay. So let me ask you, how how has your experience at Combine really helped you to improve your skills and really prepare you for college baseball? Um, My time at Combine – it, it helped by giving me time, which is something that, you know, you can't take for granted because I was given so much time here to just really ask myself and ask others around me, okay, what do I need to improve? Or what, what is good and what can I make even better? Okay, what do I not know and what can I learn? So really, I just, it was just time. I just had so much time to do um all things baseball related, really. Hey, let me ask you something. Did you take any college classes at all while you were at Combine? No, sir. No, I did not. Okay. All right. I think you can take, if I'm not mistaken, I believe you can take up to like nine hours if you wanted to per semester or something like that, if I'm not confused, you know, and it wouldn't affect your eligibility. Not everybody does it, obviously, but I think that you have an opportunity to do that if you wanted to. So let me ask you this. What what specific parts or aspects of your game with the time that you had to, to kind of continue to develop, you know, what do you think you developed the most during your time at Combine? Um, I definitely developed my pitching ability because, like I said, when I first 
came out of combine or came to combine out of high school. I was a two-way position player, shortstop, corner out, corner infielder, corner outfielder. And, you know, I really wanted to keep hitting. I wanted to keep playing shortstop. But I was also, like, excelling on the mound in a different way that I was in the box and on the field. So I came to the realization, and after a few experiences at combine, okay, mate, it's time to put down the bat and take the pitching seriously. So that's why I improved the most. Okay, gotcha. I appreciate that. Hey, everyone that has joined, thank you so much. We absolutely appreciate your support. If you join late, we record this series, and uh, we're going to retweet it in its entirety. You'll be able to listen to it then. We're talking with David Johnson. David's actually a 22 graduate, spent a year at a postgraduate school, uh, Kanban Academy, and now he is committed to Voorhees University, and Voorhees is in Denmark, South Carolina. Hey, let me ask you, is Kanban in Texas? No, uh, Combine is in North Carolina. It's so in I had North to do a little traveling. Yeah. Gotcha. But, but I mean, you st- obviously you stayed in North Carolina. They had like a, they had dorms, cafeterias, you worked out, played games, that type. It was very much like a college environment. Yeah. Yes, it was. I gotcha. Okay. That makes tons of sense. Thank you, David. So, you know, you've gone through really a lot of your history from high school and, and already have kicked off what it was that you were doing while you were in combine. How do you plan to carry over those types of lessons? And really we just said it's, it's very much like a college environment while you're at combine. So that type of training as well, how do you think you're going to carry all that over into college baseball? Um, I think, I think I'm going to do it pretty well. Um, I have a good support system. You know, my coaches are great. My dad is super involved. He's always willing to help. So um, just knowing that these people can help me with anything that I need help with, any questions, concerns, advice, um, critique, criticism, uh, I know that I have people supporting me, as well as the, the things that I've learned on my own. You know, I'm, I'm pretty well capable of handling a lot of things. Yeah, definitely. There's no question about it. I can hear it in your voice. Super mature. So what? Let me ask you something about Combine's uh, schedule. Was it was it a very competitive schedule? And when I say that, I mean were you playing other postgraduate schools, or were you also playing maybe junior colleges or D twos, D three type schools? Yeah, so we played, you know, from postgrad to Division one, uh, all competition, all levels. Um, you know, we played some some JUCOs. <laughs> They were pretty, um, pretty difficult. I'll be honest. And then we played uh, Gardner Webb's JV baseball team, and that was that was pretty cool to see how a Division One baseball program runs. Um, you know, everything from getting off the bus, walking to the field, setting up the dugout, how they pregame and everything. So the schedule was it wasn't the toughest. But it did give us a lot of insight into what college baseball really looks like. No doubt about it. I think there are just a lot of advantages to the postgrad. You know, um, gosh, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago or so we had Roger Wilkinson on, and he does Scouts uh, USA, and it's a postgrad. And in fact, they're moving. They're going to be based in like Cocoa Beach, Florida. And one of the things that he said that I just thought was so incredible is he said they're 100% 100 committed to development. And so, in other words, the coaches 
the coaches that are in the program, they're not under the gun. They're not worried about being fired. They're not worried about wins and losses. They're worried about development. And, and so if somebody is quote unquote struggling, it's okay. They're going to keep putting you out there because the reason that you're taking this year is to develop. It's not necessarily about the wins and losses. So let me ask you, I mean, did, did you feel that same type of um, environment while you were at Combine? Yeah, I did. Um, we didn't really care about what the scorecard said or what the scoreboard said. It was just about, you know, getting your reps, getting that experience, and just building that confidence in yourself as well as your skills. That was mainly uh, the big focus. Absolutely. I can see that. I think there's just a lot of benefits to taking that extra year. And and so let me ask you, in taking the extra year, it's got to have helped with your mental training, kind of the psychological piece of the game, you know, to be able to handle the pressure of competitive baseball at the next level. Yeah, it definitely did because, um, and I'll say this, my senior year in high school, right, I had a, a pretty rocky start on the mound and then I didn't get that many innings after that. So I had a lot of time from then to now to really just ask myself a lot of questions, dig deep, um, you know, just build that that self-confidence and knowing that, okay, when I get on the mound, I can handle anything, any hitter, any team, any opponent, any situation. So, yeah, definitely from, from high school to now, uh, going to this combine, the post-grad, I just – really reinforces how to be mentally strong. Yeah, absolutely. I can believe that. I love this extra year. Hey, again, everyone that's joined, thank you so much. We absolutely appreciate it. As I mentioned, we record this space. So what we do with the recording, we actually publish it as a podcast. And the name of the podcast is uh, The Now D1 Speak Show. It's literally on every major uh, podcast platform from Apple to Spotify to Google to YouTube. I mean, it is literally everywhere. I would certainly appreciate it if you would, if you enjoy this type of format, go out and find us, subscribe, and a five star rating, I think, would be awesome. I would certainly appreciate that. So let me ask you this I know you face, we kind of talked about the competition that you were already facing. We talked about the mental piece that you really have grown from. So, speaking of grown, in what ways do you feel that you've really grown as a, as a player and a person during your time at Combine? Um, I think my, my leadership ability and my coach ability and just my overall teammate rating has went up. So like most of my career, my baseball amateur career, whatever, I've always been looked to by my coaches as one of the leaders, right? I've always been, you know, one of the, the mentally stronger guys, you know, always been that dog on the team to just get people going and to really push people to be better. And at Combine, you know, I don't know these people. We don't know each other. So it helped me to understand how to understand people better so it could help me be a better teammate and a better leader and just overall create better environments for everyone to improve. Man, I can see that, David, and I appreciate you kind of saying that because, one, you know, you literally moved out of your parents' house. I mean, you left Texas, went halfway across the country. You're living in North Carolina. 
you, you don't have the stress of the day-to-day high school piece. You don't have mom and dad to lean on for help. Mom's not washing your clothes anymore. I mean, you know, I mean, it's a big step. I mean, that's, that's one of the things that's always kind of blown me away about college. You know, you walk out the door as a senior and go into your freshman year at a college and it's, I mean, it's incredible the amount of work that you have to do. You have to learn how to live on your own. You have to learn how to be a, a baseball player, and you have to learn how to be a college student. I mean, you're taking on, in essence, three full-time jobs immediately. So this combine and postgraduate schools kind of really is a gateway. It gives you an opportunity to be on your own without necessarily the the 100% stress load of a college, uh, you know, academic workload as well tons of benefits there so i can see how you could grow because you could just really start putting all your attention not only on baseball and your skills of baseball but being a better teammate being a better leader i mean it makes a lot of sense let me ask you what i mean all of the guys at the uh, the academy were they all just taking one, uh, one development year or did you also have guys that had been in junior college or maybe they'd been at D2 or even D1 and they had transferred into combine and then were, were using that to kind of propel them to go somewhere else. Yeah, we had, you know, guys in all kinds of situations, guys. Uh, we had a lot of international kids. So from the age of 16 to 20 who their academic situation is a little different from here in the States. So they have to go through a couple more loops and, you know, loopholes to get into college and combine helps them do that by giving them just the, the athletic part to get into college without worrying about the academic half. We can, you know, they'll get that later. Um, We did have a few guys that dropped from division two because of, you know, however their circumstances was or the situation, they didn't like it. And they wanted something better. So we had uh, a good mix of guys at Combine. Yeah, absolutely. I can believe it. And definitely stiff competition. Tons of athletes that are coming through there. Interesting the way you were kind of talking about uh, the foreign players coming through and the way they were facing whatever they needed to do in regards to academics. Let me ask you, how, what type of role did Combine play in, in your transition, your recruitment to Voorhees? And, you know, do, did they provide guidance and, and leadership in that? Or was there an opportunity for you to kind of work on your own? Um, a little bit of both, really. So for the most part, um, you know, Combine, with all the, the mechanical and the electronical data collection they had, they would do that. You know, we would take some video and upload it to Twitter. So I would take that and send it to coaches, direct messages um, with the little script. Hey, coach, David Johnson, I'd write my stuff, all my information, stats, videos, and I would just send it to as many coaches um, every week, right? And then Combine, really um, one of our ex-coaches at Combine, Alex Peace, he's a, a minor leaguer with the Texas Rangers now. He's got good connections to Voorhees. So he brought in Coach O'Neill and Coach Cunningham to our facility, and he tells me, DJ, you're throwing a bullpen. And I said, Coach, I don't really feel good today. I don't want to. And he tells me, well, I didn't ask you, so this is something you're going to do. Then after a while, it's like, okay, well, now I'm on the clock. I got to get ready. I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared today, but I'm going to do it anyways. 
and I had a really, really, really good bullpen. So I wasn't, I was pretty, pretty surprised at that. And then um, Coach O'Neill and Coach Cunningham really liked what they saw. Um, and after my bullpen, we got to talking a little bit, and then they offered me, um, you know, the the scholarship that I'm on now. So that's what happened. Man, that's huge. And I got to tell you, I mean, I really, really appreciate and like Coach O'Neill and Coach Cunningham. I mean, Coach Cunningham, one, is the enthusiasm level that he has is off the charts. I got to believe, and you can kind of tell me, but I got to believe he's an excellent recruiter. I mean, he's just, he's one of these guys, I've had the opportunity to talk to him just a handful of times, but he's just one of these guys that just, his enthusiasm just kind of connects with you just right off the bat. And then Coach O'Neill, I mean, he's got a he's got a really interesting background leading into college, and he is so driven. I mean, he's really got a vision for the program and a vision as to where he wants to see Voorhees. And I think you've got to take it as a tremendous compliment that they wanted you, you know, and I know that you've got the skill set and that you've got the ability but for them to reach out and say, hey, I think you're somebody that can help us build to where it is we want to be, it's a tremendous compliment. So that, I, I got to believe that whole piece was really, really exciting to you. Yeah, I, it was. And, you know, I'm extremely grateful for them, too, because I had spent so much time being, you know, uncommitted. And honestly, truthfully, that, that, does, that does make you feel – um, some feelings you don't want to feel, right? Maybe some frustration, a little anger, disappointment. And for ha- to have those two believe in me the way they do is such an honor, and I just really appreciate them um, every day for how, they, how they've given me this opportunity. Man, that's so cool. I mean, and, and it's so true, too. And, and I hate it, you know, that you even said that, that you had the feelings that you had because – you know, I just wish that guys could really kind of keep in mind that well over 90% of all baseball players in high school are not going to play college ball. You know, I mean, it is, it is, you're the elite of the elite to play college baseball and to have the opportunity. It's just something that'll be on your resume for the rest of your life. It just doesn't happen to everyone. It just doesn't happen that somebody's going to throw a bullpen and two coaches come to watch you throw that bullpen. I mean, that is really, truly an honor, and it's a big deal. And it'll be something that you, David, I guarantee you, you're going to remember this for the rest of your life, you know. And it'll be something, you know, if you're fortunate enough to have kids down the road, whether it's a boy or a girl, man, you're going to be dreaming that they have that opportunity. It's a big, big deal. And I think somewhere along the line, all of us kind of get lost in, oh, I'm good enough to play, and I think I should play. It is the it's the few that get the opportunity to go to the next level, and uh, so I just really congratulate you. I mean, you went through a, a, you know, hey, if you had your doubts, you took a different route. I think postgraduate has got so many benefits that that probably the baseball community doesn't really realize. You took advantage of it. It afforded you an opportunity, which was a just getting a look. You got that look, and that's all it took. So, I, man, I really congratulate you. I mean, that's, you know, you fought through some adversity and uh, you came out of it on the other side really, really looking good. Hey, let me, let me ask you this. You know, as you're kind of thinking about, 
I'm sure you had goals as you went into combine. You got to have goals as you're heading into Voorhees here in just another month or so, two months, you know, it'll be time to uh, move in. So what are your goals? You know, what, what are you kind of thinking about maybe your freshman year and, and really your, your entire collegiate year, you know, your four years or five years, what are your goals? So my goals are to be the best pitcher that I can, right? I'm not looking to impress anyone or chase any numbers or anything. I just want to be the best David Johnson that I can be. And that's really the biggest goal that I have that overshadows all of them. But another one that I think is really important is um, I want to get drafted. So being at the post-grad program, I spent a year out of high school, meaning I'm 19 years old. I'll be an older freshman. And, you know, the draft rules say at age 21, you're draft eligible. That'll be in the end of my sophomore year. So what I want to do is just have two, you know, outstanding dominant years and then just be eligible for the draft, get drafted. It doesn't matter if I'm first round or the last round. I just want to move on to playing professional baseball and achieving my life, my life stream. Man, I love it. You definitely got your mind and your, your focus on that. And, and uh, you see yourself, you think when you uh, arrive at Voorhees, you're going to be a pitcher? One hundred percent. Yes. One hundred percent. Hey, do you mind just kind of running through some numbers and it's not always numbers, but just kind of give us an idea of your, you know, your velo and maybe what your secondaries are and, and so forth. Yeah. So um, power pitcher, right handed pitcher, uh, low to mid 90s fastball. Uh, my change up is my bread and butter. You know, I've had the opportunity to throw it in front of some some pro scouts and man, they just love it. So. As something I'll just really have to to keep playing with. Uh, curveball, slider, cutter, um, you know, five-pitch mix, pretty good with all of them. Change-up, like I said, is my best pitch. Power pitcher, again, like I said, you know, I'm going, I'm throwing heat. I'm throwing hard. I'm throwing it all, a lot. Throwing it at you. I'm throwing it out. So I just, you know, as a, as a, you know, I keep saying power pitcher. That's really what I've been taught to be, attack the hitter get ahead for a strike and just work from there. Hey man, that's good stuff right there. Give us some uh, measurements like uh, height and weight. Yeah. So I'm six, three, 200 pounds, you know, I'm trying to get big, you know, college baseball, it's a little different than high school. It's grown men. Right. So I'm 19 now. Some of my teammates might be in their, you know, early twenties. My competition might be in their early twenties. So I got to be, physically prepared for that that's smart advice right now right there because they will be you know not only do you, are you going to be dealing with fifth year seniors in many cases you're going to be dealing with sixth year seniors because of the covid year so yeah you're definitely going to show up and i guarantee you you'll be competing against and playing against guys that are 22 23 24 years old you know it's quite phenomenal a lot of men that are going to be out there Right. But I got to tell you, man, you're throwing serious heat. You got tremendous size already. You know, you got a lot of advantages as you come rolling in. And I will tell you, you know, as a separate conversation, I was fortunate enough to uh, have Coach O'Neill on this very uh, podcast. You know, it was a couple of weeks ago and had the opportunity to talk to him. 
And man, he had a lot of good things to say about you. I know they are very, very excited to see you come rolling in, you know, in August. Yeah, you know, um, before I had committed to Voorhees, I had stayed in contact with Coach O'Neill and Coach Cunningham after I threw my bullpen. And, you know, I would send them videos of my outings and other bullpens and other throwing sessions. And, uh, man, every time they would text me back, it was just always, oh, my goodness, David, like, we got to get you over here, man. And they would always just show extreme interest and belief in me. So knowing that they, they do that and they feel that way about me just makes me feel a lot better. And uh, it helps me, you know, it helps me get out of bed. It helps me, you know, go do the stuff I don't want to do, like running early in the morning or lifting at night. So just knowing I have people like that in my corner is is huge. Heck yeah, man. No doubt about it. That's what it takes. So let me ask you this. You've taken a year off from school. You know, I mean, and now, I mean, you're, you're obviously a smart kid. You, you can hear it in your voice. I mean, you're very well put together. Uh, you, tons of maturity. The way you're answering the questions, very, very level. I mean, you you you're definitely a smart guy and, um, and, and very self-assured you've got, you had a 3.7 and you graduated, but now you've taken a year off and, uh, you may want to get drafted, you know, when you're 21, which is a couple of years from now, but you got to stay eligible. Right. So absolutely. That's exactly right. So how do you think, you know, what kind of, what's your plan? What are you going to, how are you going to balance academics and athletics after a year off when you get into school? So um, the fortunate thing about being a pitcher, right, and just being a pitcher only, is that I don't have to necessarily put as many hours into, um, you know, baseball as I would as a position player because you have defensive practice and hitting practice, and you can take as many swings as you want all day, but you can't throw all the time every day. So I think that'll give me some extra time to really focus on my academics as well as um, – you know, getting a tutor. I've never been one to be afraid to do that. I have questions I'll go ask, um, setting up studying sessions, especially because I've taken a year off. Um, it might, I might need some time to refresh um, a few subjects and things of that nature, but I think, I think I'll be okay. I catch on pretty quick. <laughs> I believe it. No doubt about it. Hey, what are you planning on majoring in? Sports management. Okay, great. Uh, hey, anybody that's joined again, thank you so much. Absolutely appreciate that. If you're uncommitted and you're a 23, 24, 25 uncommitted or you're a junior college uncommitted and you see a potential benefit in, in doing a show like this, please reach out to me. You know, I'd love to have you on. Uh, you can reach me in, at Twitter. I am at now underscore D1. Send me a message and I will figure out a, a time to get together. I will tell you that I think I've got one or two days left in June that are available, but the plan is to continue to do this show through the summer. So I'll definitely be able to book something in July. And I got to tell you too, and I'll just kind of kick this in as a plug for this show. I, I just think it's a, you know, I know a lot of coaches are subscribing to the podcast, you know, and, and one of the beauties for them to subscribe to it is they can just listen to it at their leisure but it gives them insight into guys and how they handle their business off the field. You know, they can see the, they can see video, they can talk to their confidants in the recruiting circles that are pitching various prospects. 
but you just never truly know what kind of kid's going to come rolling into school. And the last thing that a coach wants to worry about is someone that's not taking care of their business off the field. And I think that this forum really gives people like, you know, David or anyone else an opportunity to say, hey, this is who I am. These are the things that I've already done, whether it's uh, GPA, SAT, extracurricular activities. We've got tons of kids that do dual enrollment that they've already gotten college credits. And it just gives this sense to a coach that this is a young man that is serious about taking care of himself. He understands that this is a man's world. He's got to do the things that he needs to do. And it lets the coach just worry about coaching baseball players on the field and what it takes to win. So that's my plug. If, If you're listening to this for the first time and you're uncommitted and you'd like to be heard, Hey man, reach out to me by all means. So David, let's, I, I, you know, this has been a fantastic interview because I, you're the first, we've had guys that have been committed. We've had guys that have already been in college, but I haven't had anyone that's gone through the postgraduate. And I, I love this. I mean, you have really given a lot of insight into that and I've just really enjoyed tonight. I, and I've just enjoyed getting to know you, as I've mentioned in the past, you know, you're just really very mature. You know, you've got a lot going on, and uh, your future is very, very bright, not only because you can throw the ball 90 miles an hour. You just got a lot going on between your ears, too, and that's really going to help you. But let me, let me just kind of end it with, you know, if you were – hey, if you were going to give advice to someone that was younger, usually what I ask is if you were looking at somebody that's really young, like 12, 13, 14, what kind of advice you would give. But I, I kind of want to change that up tonight. If you, if you had an opportunity to talk to a senior in high school that was really debating what they should do, wh- you know, what kind of advice would you give them? I mean, would, you, w- would your immediate impact or uh, instinct be to push them toward a postgraduate or would you have other advice? And, and you may not even been expecting that question, but I'm just curious as to how you would help a potential senior that was not committed? So the first thing I would start them off with is um, I would tell them to bank on yourself, right? Bet on yourself first because no one else will. So it's really up to you. You have to ask yourself and be honest with yourself, really. um, Is this something I want to do, right? Is baseball still something I want to continue doing in the future? If, if so, um, there's your answer. By all means necessary, any means necessary, you'll you'll do it. So whether that means going to take a walk-on position at you know X Y Z school, or going to a postgrad to you know get more exposure or work on your skills, it just starts with being honest with yourself and asking what kind of future do you want in baseball and in your life. Man, that's a great answer. I love that. Bet on yourself. I mean, if you've got the confidence to bet on yourself, I mean, that's what it's all about. That, hey, again, David, I have got to tell you, I've really, really enjoyed tonight. Very, very insightful, extremely mature. I think you've got a tremendous future. And, you know, I am really wishing you nothing but the best of success and, and fortune moving forward. I hope you have a fantastic time at Voorhees. You know, I've really gotten to enjoy getting to know Coach O'Neill as well. I've I've asked him to come back on this show maybe in about a year or so. 
And when he does come back, I, I'm really looking forward to asking him, hey, how's David Johnson doing? You know, and I've got a feeling he's going to say, that kid's blowing it away. <laughs> I don't think he's going to use the word kid. He's probably going to say, that young man's blowing it away. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed tonight as well. Yeah, man, I have. Um, thank you so much. This was a great opportunity. I loved every minute of it. Oh, man, that's so cool. Thank you for the kind words. Hey, I will tell you tomorrow night, for anyone that is listening, we've got a special treat. We usually don't get together on Fridays, but we've got Patrick Jones coming in. Patrick Jones has got – he's probably one of the best hitting coaches in America, quite honestly. He's a former MILB coach, batting coach. He was with the Orioles. He now has his own – news uh his own newsletter that he puts out he coaches kids one-on-one he does a little bit of recruiting i mean this guy absolutely knows hitting and how to coach hitting anybody that's interested in getting better wants to be a better batter i would suggest listening if you're if you hey if you're a pitcher i would say you would want to listen to this because it's going to kind of go through a rundown of what a day-to-day is like in the minor leagues so tomorrow is going to be fascinating. That's Patrick Jones. And again, it's going to be at nine o'clock. Hey, David, thanks again, man. I really, absolutely. I just say it one more time. I really enjoyed tonight. So thank you very much for being with us. Yes, sir. Thank you. Absolutely, thank you. guys. Hey, everybody. Good night.